What's up, everybody? Welcome to the LC Gaming Podcast. Thank you for joining me. My name is LC, and I am your host. This weekly podcast is dedicated to gaming news, Twitch news, and Twitch streamers. We've been moving along for about eight episodes now, and if you haven't heard me yet, I'm going to take the time to explain what this podcast is all about. First of all, I take the time to go over a few of the major headlines over the last week or so. Uh, second, the, as we move along and we grow and we get more listeners, I'll be having regular guests on the show to talk about you know, their experiences in, in the gaming world and a bunch of different things like that. And, uh, most of my guests to start with are going to be Twitch streamers that I've discovered and are popular in the streaming community. Last but not least, as we move along and we're getting really close to E3, we get into these conventions and we'll get into the news and, and what makes them big and what makes them popular. At the end of every show, I'll give out my email address to you, that tasty listener, so you can ask me questions. I'll answer your questions on headlines, rumors, and leaks. And if you want my opinion on something, Twitch or gaming related, I'll give it to you. Now we're going to get started today. Um, I, it, I need to apologize out front. I missed... Last week, I had some uh, pretty bad weather roll through my area, and it made it impossible for me to be able to record. So instead of making it two or three days late, I just decided to scrap it all together and uh, you know, start fresh for the next week. And unfortunately, over the last two weeks, a lot has happened. Uh, Injustice 2 released. Uh, Friday the 13th released. Um, I mean... Uh, we got our trailer for Far Cry 5, and uh, we're going to go through a bunch of stuff, kind of what we know uh, so far for Far Cry 5. Battlefield 1's May update went live yesterday. We'll talk about what's detailed in that update, and uh, we'll go through a couple things. That, uh, Telltale released when their second episode of Guardians of the Galaxy series is going to debut and uh, you get a free Overwatch weekend this weekend so if you haven't bought Overwatch or you haven't played it in the past and you were wondering what it was like this is your weekend to do that you can download it on uh, Xbox PlayStation 4 or PC and play it for free and you get it until Monday if you do decide to download it on PC you do have to have a Blizzard or Battle.net account to do so so make sure you already have that set up. I'm sure if you've played uh, World of Warcraft or Starcraft, already have that account. So let's get into Far Cry. This is this one's going to take most of our time. Uh, the Far Cry 5 producers uh, have already came out and said that this is going to be a completely different experience. And uh, they actually talked to Game Rant today, and this is the quote that Dan Hay who is the executive producer for Ubisoft Montreal, had to say about the game. He said, quote, What we really set out to tackle was the idea that in previous iterations of Far Cry, you would follow a prescribed path and you would meet characters within the confines of you do this and you meet this character. There are beats in a story. What we wanted to do is we wanted to be able to make it so you could have different beats in your story and a different structure to your story and moments than I would. I think our intention was to make, I can't tell you directly the answer, but our intention was to be able to make it so that maybe there's some people you don't meet. Maybe there's some people that your experience and my experience to get to the Father go to a different resolution and we can take different paths. End quote. 
So what Dan's saying here is that no two gameplay is going to be the same. So if you play this game, it's going to be exact, completely different than my gameplay. Uh, or anybody else's for that matter. Now if we go into what Far Cry is, it's set in Hope County, Montana. And it pits you, who plays a newly appointed sheriff of Hope County, against a cult leader who has decided to take matters into his own hands. The previous sheriff and church leaders of the county were ignoring the people and the people were getting fed up and this new person, this new face came in and told people everything that they wanted to hear. Uh, his name is Joseph Seed and he is the leader of the Project at Eden's Gate cult. So the story of Far Cry 5 pits you against this cult and the, the cult militia. And through your storyline, you have the ability to meet three different resistance leaders. Now, we talked about the villain. His name's Joseph Seed. We haven't got a lot about him yet. Uh, we heard his voice in the trailer that was released the day before yesterday. And that's about all we got. Uh, hopefully, if we can take the previous iterations of Far Cry into effect, Far Cry 3 and Far Cry 4, we don't talk about Primal. Both Voss, Montenegro, and Pagan Men were incredible as antagonists. They were very good, and it Far Cry, to me, has always been one of those games that has put you emotionally involved in the game. So we'll see what we find out about him and, and how it moves along as to what we hear. Now, the gameplay... We, we've still got a lot to learn about that, and it doesn't sound like it's going to be a huge departure from the original formula. It's going to be open world, uh, and it may set a new spin. It's going to be in Montana, United States, so, I mean, it's it could be quite a bit different as far as the wild beasts uh, and vehicles to drive, but you're still probably going to have bases to take over and radio towers to be able to uncover some of the map. But you do get to fly a plane in this one and get into dogfights, and that's going to be freaking awesome. I can't wait for that. Um, there will be guns for hire and fangs for hire as well, which is you can recruit both non-playable characters, kind of like you did in Far Cry 4, and wild beasts, which I'm, I'm interested in if, if they're going to be domesticated or if it's just one of those you throw your bait out in the middle and it lures a predator in to kill some of the people. There's supposed to be muscle cars, ATVs, various other vehicles, um, as well as a, a wide assortment of weapons. I'm, I'm thinking that you're going to get quite a few different melee weapons too. There's a couple different times in the trailer reveal that you could see a baseball bat in there so maybe that'll be something that changes that you can wield some pretty heavy melee weapons and do some damage now for the first time in a far cry series you are going to be able to fully customize your character you can play as a man or a woman choose your race you're not set up as as jason brody or aj you're you're going to be able to create your own person 
I'm not sure how much you're going to be able to customize, whether it's going to be 100% head to toe or if it's just going to be a few things like your hair and your clothes. But regardless, I think it's a better option than what we've had. You also get a co-op in this version of the game. And it's not just like certain missions or multiplayer. The entire game will be able to be played co-op if you so choose, all the way from the beginning of the story to the end. In Far Cry 3, there was a separate four-player co-op campaign, and in Far Cry 4, you could play certain side missions in co-op, but in this version of the game, the entire game will be co-op, and I cannot wait to see what that's going to be like. As you get into... Some of the stuff that Ubisoft has done in the past, uh, you're going to be able to have a map editor and create your own maps, but it will have new features from what I understand. Uh, They haven't announced what they are, but they have said they'll be different. The platforms that it will be available on will be PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, There will be free bonus content coming to the PS4 version. PC and Xbox will have the option to buy those bonus contents that ps4 gets for free Uh, they did announce that it will not be coming to nintendo switch so that there is a a little bit of a catch there but it releases on the 27th of february next year 2018 and i think that's pretty smart seeing as how you get into the rush of the holiday season and you could actually get lower sales than you would when you release in February, March, April, May. So I I think that works. It works for me. I I can't wait. I think the last Far Cry was also released in in February. Uh, Far Cry uh, Primal. We don't say Primal. The box art has already been released and it shows, for the lack of a better term, I, I just call it a hipster redneck Last Supper. (laughs) so i hope i don't offend anybody when i say that but i mean it's got a table with an american flag draped on it and instead of stars it has the colts insignia in each spot Uh, behind it it's got a bunch of men wearing flannel shirts long hair long beards and a bunch of guns uh, with animal heads cut off laying on the table and in front of the table you have uh, a bunch of weapons and ammo on one side and then on the other side you have a man who's got his arms tied behind his back and across his back is the word sinner cut into it and it's bleeding. Ubisoft has always been really creative with their box art when it comes to Far Cry. Has always shown a foreshadowing for what the story ends up being. So if if you haven't seen the trailers you know, you can go to Ubisoft, you can go to YouTube. I mean, they're everywhere. And not only do you just get a reveal trailer, but there are three reveal trailers for the three protagonists that you work alongside to take Joseph Seed down. And those are very interesting, too. So I recommend going and watching those as well. Um, now, moving on to the next one, uh, Battlefield put out their May update yesterday on the 26th. And they put out a live stream on their website showing what a lot of the quality of life improvements are. Not really a huge update as far as 
as the last few updates have been, it, it hasn't been as big. But this one, I think, will have an effect long-term on the game. Uh, your operation playlists... Previously, as you play operations in Battlefield 1, once you're done, it sends you back to the main menu and has you search for a new game. Now you can wait, and it will put you into a new operation automatically. So uh, it's, it's a big time saver, and if the server continues to be full, you'll get to continue to play for and against the same people consistently, which which is cool. Bayonets have been changed, uh, in my mind, thank God. So many times when I play this game, I can shoot at somebody who's charging at me with a bayonet, unload a clip on him, he doesn't die. I can run around a corner and all of a sudden I'm getting stabbed in the back, you know, through a wall or just around a corner. Like, it's so upsetting. It pisses me off. Now, the damage reduction players have while performing a bayonet charge has been removed. Previously, they took that 15% less damage. But now it's it's just as even as anybody else running on the battlefield. Additionally, they added, they made it to where you can't turn as fast. So there won't be any of those running around the corners or sitting at a corner and have somebody come bayonet charge around the corner and just stab you in the face for no, you know, without any warning. It's meant to be a power charge. It's not something that's just supposed to be quick like that. So I, I, it's a good step in the right direction for that. Uh, they also changed how many ticket count you get for domination from 100 to 200. Uh, in Conquest, they changed how much a flag capture rewards you, but they've added a holding the most points bonus. So if you if out of five places to hold, your team is holding three of them, you get a bonus for holding the most uh, control points. Uh, they've evened out self-repair on all the tanks all across the board. It's 200 health every five seconds. They have swapped the gadgets that the dogfighter and the bomber killer airplanes had. So we'll see how that works out. I really don't think it's going to make much of a difference. But The big one for me is the AA guns. The last update, they nerfed the living hell out of them. And... You couldn't hit an airplane, you know, ten times like you should with an AA gun and take it down. They've reverted that back. The damage to an on an AA gun is back to where it was for targets in the air. Now, they have changed the amount of damage that you can give somebody on the ground. So if you're shooting at a guy who's coming down the hillside with an AA gun, he doesn't take as much damage as he did previously. But they also added distance to air targets so i kind of can't wait to try this update out and see how it affects my gameplay because with the last update uh, it affected it quite a bit because i feel like i'm a pretty good monster on the uh, aa guns and when they took that away from me it, it was trash it was garbage but that's just me uh, i know i'm sure there was those players were cussing me out but and those aa guns that are stationary and your field guns too they can be repaired, so after they take some damage from a tank or you know an airplane bomb or whatever, they will actually take damage until they become inoperable, and you won't be able to use them until you can repair them. I like some of the updates they came out with this month. The last couple months have been kind of garbage, but you know you can't please everybody all the time. So 
And uh, last but not least is just a little, a little tiny piece of news. It's nothing major, nothing big, but uh, Telltale has released the date that you'll be able to play the second episode of Guardians of the Galaxy. And it will be on June 6th, and it is titled Under Pressure. Uh, as with all the other Telltale series of games, Under Pressure is going to build upon choices that you made in the first episode. So apparently in this episode, it's going to focus more on the Guardians' attempt to use their mysterious new relic. Which, uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't played the first episode or watched somebody play the first episode, uh, go ahead and and turn me off or fast forward or whatever but in the first episode they come across this artifact and at some point in time in the episode star lord is drinking alcohol from it so uh in a quote coming from one of the developers this is what they say how it describes the episode in uh, quote in under pressure the guardians just can't seem to outrun their past or their tab. But if they figure out how to control the untold power of the mysterious new relic, they may not have to. With help from dubious old friends and unwilling new allies, Star-Lord and company scour the galaxy for answers, but how long can they elude the genocidal maniac that's hunting them? And will simmering tensions finally tear them apart? End quote. Uh, the series is based on the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book series, and, and I'm sure the recent films play into that too. Uh, you can get it on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, Android, iPhones, iPads. The season pass is $20, which is uh, five episodes, I believe. Or if you want to buy the individual episodes, they're going to be $5 each. So if you buy the package, you can get $5 off. So, alright everybody, I think that's going to wrap up for me this week. As I said at the beginning of the episode, I will give you my email address so you can ask me questions about video games and uh, news that you've heard that I may not have covered or that I might have missed. If you want my opinion on something, ask me. If you want to give me that uh, those questions that you can get my opinion on stuff on, it is lcgamingpodcast at gmail.com. That is lcgamingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at lcgamingpodcast. You can find me on Facebook. That's right, it's facebook.com slash lcgamingpodcast. In the description of my episode, you'll find a link to a Discord where you can ask me questions. And last but not least... There's also a link in this description to a charity that I'm campaigning for to raise money to build gaming kiosks for kids who are bedridden and cannot leave their hospital beds or hospital rooms. Uh, it gives them a chance to take their mind off of why they're there, and each kiosk costs about $3,500 to $4,000 to build. Uh, I have, Through research, I have discovered that my hospital in my area, or one of my hospitals, does not have one of these for children. I want to I want to make that possible for them. So uh, it's called Gamers Outreach is the organization, and my campaign link is down there in the description. Uh, click on that, and uh, if you can donate, I would greatly appreciate it. If you can't donate, at least spread the word and tell people about what this company does and and their nonprofit, and they do great work. So I think that's gonna do it for me. And I want you all to have a good weekend. We'll see you next weekend.